Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Would you be the jerk if you planned to crash your own father's funeral? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for not asking my wife if she wanted McDonald's? Settle an argument. I, 29-year-old male, and my wife, 29-year-old female, are in the middle of a cross-country move. As such, we're stopping at lots of gas stations for fuel and food and drink. Today, we stopped at a combo gas station McDonald's. While my wife was filling up for the car, I went to go use the bathroom and grab a snack. I asked her, do you want anything? To which she responded, no. I ended up buying a sausage egg McMuffin from the McDonald's because why not? As we left the station and she saw my McMuffin, she angrily declared that I should have specifically asked if she wanted anything from McDonald's. I believe that when I posed the initial question that the entire facility of food and beverages were included in that ask, but she believes I should have specified. She's now angry and this car ride sucks. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk, but also I feel like this is being made out to be a bigger deal than it really is. Honestly, in this situation, if you go and you get that food, you get back and they go, well, I didn't know you meant McDonald's. I feel like that should just be a, oh, I'm sorry, do you want me to go get you another thing? Like, why is it a bigger deal than that? Like, I don't think it even should have ended up on Reddit. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for calling my friend's girlfriend creepy because she won't stop bringing up my race? I, 25-year-old female, have a group of friends, all 24 to 26, 8 in total. That includes a guy, I'll call him Nick. Nick has a girlfriend, I'll call her Josie, 24, and they've been dating 8 or 9 months. Nick introduced Josie to the group about 6 months ago. Both Josie and I are mixed race, the rest of the group is white. Ever since we met Josie, she's made really out-of-pocket comments to and about me concerning racially related things. Things like asking me if or why all my friends are white, questions about my mother's African background, comments about how I do my hair, like how I shouldn't straighten it. I always try to steer the conversation away from these topics and laugh it all off, but she brings it up so often. Nick says she's just trying to find a foothold in the friend group, but I don't see why she can't try to get to know me or anyone in the group as people rather than just bringing up this irrelevant thing we have in common. I also pointed out to Nick that Josie and I may both be half African, but not the same country in Africa. It's wildly different cultures. Even if I was raised in an African culture, which I wasn't, it wouldn't be one similar to hers, so really it's grasping at straws. And that's to say nothing of the fact that it makes me uncomfortable. Anyway, over the weekend, we all had a boat day and we were having lunch. We were talking about school, and I mentioned that one of the schools I went to had predominantly Asian students. Josie asked if there were any black students in my year, and I said yes, but I didn't know them very well. She then asked if the reason I wasn't friends with them is because they thought I wasn't black enough. I don't know if it was that comment or the countless ones before it, but I just felt so angry that she would once again take a conversation that everyone was participating in and make it into a race thing for no reason. I said no, Josie, that's not why we weren't friends. 
frankly, the only person I've ever met who is obsessed with my racial identity is you. And just so you know, it's really creepy. Josie tried to stutter an apology, but I said the only apology I was interested in was it not being brought up again. And my boyfriend jumped in and changed the topic. Nick later took me aside and said I'd really upset Josie and she was just trying to bond with me. He said she has trauma, he didn't go into detail, about her race, and by humiliating her, I'd made her really uncomfortable. I told him that wasn't my problem, and I'm not going to be Josie's emotional support colored friend, and if he thought I should be, then I wasn't sure what that said about how he views me. Nick is now mad at me for insinuating he's racist, and two friends have taken his side. I don't think I was wrong for wanting Josie to respect me like everyone else, but evidently people think what I said was harsh. Was it? To me, it sounds like I don't know how well they understand what OP's gone through, where this person is specifically singling them out and asking them these kind of pointed questions all revolving around their race. After a while, it understandably gets frustrating, and maybe OP could have been a little bit more private about it, sure, but I don't think it makes them the jerk for saying, no, race wasn't why I wasn't making friends or anything, and to ask them to lay off all those questions. I wholeheartedly agree with OP that just because of their race doesn't mean that their friends get a pass to ask them really pointed questions about it. Our next story is... Am I the jerk for refusing to make sure things are equal between my daughter and stepdaughter? My wife and I each brought a daughter from previous relationships into our marriage. Despite being only a year apart in age, our daughters were completely different, and that's why I'm here. My daughter has always been athletic and outgoing. Growing up, she played basketball, softball, soccer, volleyball, and even golf. In middle school, she picked up tennis and never looked back. I paid for her to have private lessons, and when she found out how much I was paying for those lessons, she decided that's what she wants to do as her teenage job. She's now a junior, is one of the best players on our high school team, and teaching tennis lessons. She teaches elementary school kids and charges $75 per hour per kid. With her skills and outgoing personality, she has a waiting list of kids and makes about $1,200 a week. She could make more, but I limit her hours so that she can concentrate on school. My stepdaughter is reserved and not very athletic. We always tried to sign her up to the same sport and team with my daughter, but she either objected or quit a couple of weeks in. I get it, sports is not for everyone, so I never made her feel bad about it. She recently turned 16 and got a job at a burger place nearby. She's making $13 an hour and brings home less than $200 a week. My daughter recently decided that she wants to be independent by buying her clothes and electronics with her own money. Obviously, she can afford the latest styles and gadgets. She recently bought herself a top-of-the-line Mac. My stepdaughter's jealous of her sister and has been very vocal about it. While we were in bed last night, my wife said it was unfair one's making so much more than the other. I answered that there's nothing we can do about it and it's a good life lesson for the girls. My wife then suggested we have my daughter use her money to help my stepdaughter buy the same things. Or we cover the pay difference between the girls. I laughed because I thought she was joking, but she wasn't. We whisper-argued for about an hour before we went to sleep. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. 
That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This morning, she brought it up again and accused me saying I'm refusing because I'm playing favorites and that's a jerk move for a parent. We argued until we had to leave for work. Update, thanks for reading my post and giving me your input. I've read through most of the replies during my lunch and I'll get through the rest after work. I'll answer some common questions. We try to sign my stepdaughter up for the same sports as my daughter because we thought it would be a bonding experience. We also wanted to get her out of the house and meet people because she spends most of her time in her room playing World of Warcraft. We didn't make her participate but asked that she try things for at least a couple of weeks and then she could quit if she wanted to. We tried to get her to sign up for things that she enjoys, but she always refuses. Before getting this job, she spent much of her free time playing games. So I'm at a loss to think of any marketable skills she could leverage into tutoring. I don't think OP's the jerk here. I think it's a pretty unhealthy thing to have one kid who's doing a lot of great stuff and working and using their skill set to earn them a good amount of money and then just essentially giving the same thing to another kid who isn't. Fair doesn't mean equal. I do agree that I think there is a good lesson to be learned here. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not wanting to watch my brother's kids on our family vacation? I'm on vacation with my immediate family. I'm female 30 and my two brothers are in their late 30s. They're both married and they each have kids. Five kids total ranging in age from 3 to 9 years old. My parents are also on the trip and I'm accompanied by my boyfriend of two years. We're here for a week and it's been really fun so far. We have a mix of days where we have activities planned and then a few free days. My family has had a text thread going for months with all of the trip planning, so we knew which days were activity versus free days. My boyfriend and I planned a romantic dinner for one of the free nights at a really nice restaurant on the island. We made a reservation months ago because it books up. I was getting ready to go out and one of my sister-in-laws made a comment about me dressing up to stay in. I was confused and asked her to clarify. She said that she, my brother, and my other married brother and his wife were doing a couple spa evening experience that they booked a few days earlier, and they needed me and my boyfriend to watch all of their kids. She said my brother was supposed to have asked me earlier that day. He forgot to. When I explained that my boyfriend and I already had plans, she was super unsympathetic. She said they already prepaid for the spa experience, and since we hadn't paid for the dinner yet, it wouldn't make sense for them to have to cancel their plans. I never agreed to watch their kids. I love my niece and nephews, but my family knows I'm child-free and have been for years. It's been a point of contention for a long time. I wouldn't mind watching them if I'd been given advance notice, but to have them slapped on me when I had plans with my boyfriend made me really upset. My sister-in-law said I didn't understand how much she needed the time away from her kids because I don't have kids of my own. She said I was being selfish and I could handle one night of being a mom. It's not the point. I would have agreed if she had asked me months ago before my boyfriend and I made dinner plans. I checked and we wouldn't be able to get another reservation before we leave. My parents walked in on us arguing and eventually they offered to watch the kids. They were supposed to go to a free concert on the beach together but decided to cancel so someone could stay with the kids. I felt really bad but my mom insisted. Now it's the next day, and my sister-in-law won't even look at me. 
I'm ticked at her too, but we're stuck here for a week, so I don't know what to do. My mom thinks I should apologize, but I feel I'm the one owed the apology here. Am I the jerk? Definitely not the jerk here. They said you were being selfish and you could handle one night of being a mom? Maybe they would have, if you asked really, really politely, even then, I mean obviously OP's still not on the hook. And in the end, they did get a babysitter for the night, so why still continue to be all moody? Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to fix a wedding date without consulting our parents? My girlfriend, 26-year-old female, Sarah, and I, 26-year-old male, have been dating for a few years now. Our parents are fine with the relationship and there were basically no issues at all. I asked her hand out for marriage today and she said yes. She appeared excited enough for it and then the conversation turned to what date we should perform the wedding in. I told her that we can fix the date after consulting both of our parents and she appeared surprised. She asked me what I want to consult the parents for, that we can just fix the date and inform them about it and that we're getting married that day. I told her I absolutely wasn't going to do that and said it's not as if they'd refuse it anyway. They've already approved the relationship, but that it's important to consult them before setting a date. She attempted to convince me to just decide it ourselves, as it was our life, but when I refused point blank to entertain her, she accused me of being a mama's boy and that I can't think for myself. She got up and left and hasn't contacted me since. It's been a few hours now. Am I the jerk? I just don't understand why you can't, like, have a general date range that you would want to aim for, and then just ask your parents if they can make that, and if not, maybe reformulate. The confusing thing is why is it impossible to try to figure something out and then present it to the parents? Are the parents the ones proposing the date here? Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my mom I think she should stop asking her older kids if my sister, brother, and I can stay with one of them? My mom has two older kids, my half-siblings, from her first marriage. They're twins and they're both 28 now. Their dad died when they were 6 and mom remarried when they were 10. I, 16-year-old female, came along two years later. My sister, 15-year-old female, a year after me, and my brother, 13-year-old male, two years after her. I've never felt close to my half-brother and sister. Being twins, they were always super tight and had a bond that none of us could fully understand. Sometimes it made me feel a little sad that they were so close to each other, but not us. I used to think that was the reason we weren't close, but then I started to suspect it was more to do with us being half-siblings and having a different dad. They were okay with us, they weren't bullying us or anything. They just never put any effort into the relationship and were always distant when we would try to get closer to them. Once they moved out, we hardly ever saw them. I maybe see them once or twice a year usually and even then it's rare for us to interact because they'll say hi and move on to talking to other people or doing things. We're not on each other's social medias, though I tried. I don't have either of their numbers or anything, it's just how it is. Honestly I stopped seeing them as half siblings a while ago and they really do feel more like my mom's other kids due to a lack of relationship. A few years ago, my siblings and I wanted to go stay with them for a weekend. They lived together until a year or two ago, but they didn't want us there. I remember finding out through an aunt that they had some of their paternal cousins over for an entire weekend sleepover. It made me sad because their cousins would have been close to my age, and I didn't understand why they would spend time with them, but not us. So there's the background. And I've grown to accept and understand that they don't need to be closer to us if they don't want to be. It doesn't make me sad anymore. Anyway, my parents were invited to a destination wedding. 
and my mom asked my half-siblings if one of them could let the three of us stay the four days they would be gone. They said no, and she would need to find another solution. Mom asked them a few more times, and when I realized how often she was asking, I told her I thought she should stop asking. My mom asked me why, and I told her they never wanted to be around us, so I don't think they would want us in their space either. I pointed out grandma and grandpa would let us stay, and she asked me why I'd say they, half-siblings, never wanted us around. I told her they've never made the effort, have never kept in contact with us, and have invited kids of similar ages as us to stay for sleepovers, but never us. Mom told me all that was the reason she should ask and try to convince them to spend the time with us. I told her it wasn't going to work, and I didn't really want to stay with either of them now. She told me I should be appreciative and stop telling her to stop, basically. Am I the jerk? I mean, all throughout your life, you want to have a connection with these people. You want to spend time with them, you try to make an effort, and you find out through the grapevine they don't want anything to do with you. What's so bad about you going, all right, they don't want anything to do with me. I don't want anything to do with them now either. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. That doesn't make OP the jerk. Our next story is, am I the jerk for asking my ex to cover money I lost in a Taylor Swift ticket scam? Brand new to Reddit, but my sister suggested I post here to get the internet's opinion. I, 44-year-old female, share two daughters with my ex-husband Sam, 46-year-old male. One of our daughters, Amy, 13-year-old female, is a big Swifty. Like everyone else, I have been trying, unsuccessfully, to get ticks to take Amy to the Eras tour. The other day, Sam messaged Amy to say that his current wife, Liz, has a friend on Facebook who was selling tickets. Amy called me very excited asking if we could buy the tickets. A little annoyed, he went straight to Amy instead of checking with me first, but never mind. I asked Amy to check exactly where Liz had seen the tickets for sale because I know there have been a lot of scams. Amy messaged Sam and he said it was all good because the seller wasn't a random, but an actual friend of Liz's. I then called Sam and reiterated that there have been a lot of Facebook scams with Swift tickets, so was he sure it was legitimate? He assured me that it was fine because it was a friend of Liz's from uni who she knew well. Okay then. Liz introduced me to the seller via Facebook Messenger, and I sent the seller $1,200 by bank transfer. I also booked the flights for the show. Now, here is where I was admittedly a bit silly. The seller contacted me again and said I needed to transfer another $400, which should have been a red flag, but I did it because I thought this was someone Liz and Sam knew personally. Well, it was a scam. Someone had cloned Liz's friend's Facebook account. Liz messaged me to say she thought it might be dodgy, but it was too late. I later found out that Liz had seen the original post on a Facebook mums group not posted to her friend's personal page who she'd been connected to for years. This is really frustrating because I'd explicitly said these types of scams were happening. If I'd known, I would have double-checked that they'd called the friend, not just linked up through Facebook. Sam and Liz said they felt terrible about it. Luckily, I was able to get a full refund on the flights, and my bank automatically put a hold on the $1,200 
because it was a large transfer, so I could stop that. But the bank said the additional 400 could not be refunded? I messaged Sam explaining that in the end, I lost $400 and asked that since I was acting on information from him that it was legitimate, I was wondering if he would compensate me for the loss. To be honest, I would have been happy if he just paid for half of it. He replied with, I don't think so. I know you got scammed and that's unfortunate, but all we did was put you in touch with someone we thought had tickets. I'm pretty annoyed that he's acting like he had no role in this loss, but maybe I'm being unreasonable since maybe I should have been more wary? I don't think Obi's the jerk here because it wasn't just they put them in contact with someone they thought was selling tickets, they didn't put them in contact with Jack. They gave them a link to a listing with no background check and gave them the green light saying, yeah, I know this person, go for it. They can try and act like they don't have any responsibility for what happened here, but personally I feel like they do, and honestly it would be nice if they at least owned up to it, let alone throw a couple hundred OP's way. They sure do feel mighty terrible about it until they're asked to make up for it in some small way. Our next story is, am I the jerk for wanting to keep my siblings in the dark until my father's funeral? I, 20-year-old female, have four siblings on my father's side. My father, 77-year-old male, was married to Maria when he was younger and had three children with her. After a few years, my father and his wife decided to get a divorce. It was amicable for the sake of the kids, but my father still loved his ex-wife very much. A while later, my father dated this other woman, Anna, and ended up having a son with her, Leo. Their relationship didn't last long and my father chose to wait until Leo was a bit older to introduce him to his other kids. He did so when Leo was six, but his kids didn't take it very well. My mother met my father a while later. They dated and she fell head over heels for him. He broke things off with her, claiming to still love Maria, and saying he wanted to try again with her. A few weeks later, he called my mom saying he missed her and wanted to see her. I was the result. He didn't believe I was his. He wanted a DNA test and said my mother was lying. I was born and they did the test. It came back positive. Even then, he never tried to approach my mother, nor meet me. My mother insisted that he should give me his last name and he kept refusing to do so, so she took him to court. It was a very bloody thing. He lied several times, said she tried to baby trap him even though he was the one to approach her, lied about how much he paid for child support for his other kids, turned down visitation rights, etc. I never really missed having a dad. I have a great mother that always gave me love and affection. I asked about him, and my mom was always very honest, saying that she contacted him and asked him to meet me, but he refused. I was a bit sad, but the thing that really hurt me was not knowing my siblings. I asked my mother if I could at least meet them, and that's how I found out that my father had never told them about me. My mother said that he and Maria got back together, and he said that Maria didn't want the kids to know. When I turned 18, my mom said that she had found my siblings' Facebook accounts and that we could send them messages explaining the situation. I honestly don't crave a relationship with my siblings anymore, so I chose not to. I explained to my mom that I want to wait until he dies and show up in style at his funeral, preferably wearing a black dress with heels, huge sunglasses, and a hat. I feel like the people that admire him should know how he really is. Also, even if he doesn't put me on his will, as one of his children, by law I have to appear at the hearing anyway. Maybe I'm the jerk for wanting to do that to people that love him and are mourning him, and I sort of feel bad about that. 
but I feel like his name should be dragged through the mud for what he did. And the only way to do that would be in a place where everyone in his life is gathered and they can't manipulate the events through the grapevine of gossip. So, am I the jerk for wanting to expose my father at his funeral? I do think OP would be the jerk here. Listen, I completely get it. In a bubble, it sounds like this powerful reclaiming thing. But in reality, you're going to show up and what? Are you going to yell to everybody saying, I'm their illegitimate daughter they wanted to hide and didn't recognize for their entire life? You want to just derail the whole funeral for the people that are there grieving, hurting, and missing the guy? I mean, he might have been a horrible person to you. But I don't know if that means it's okay to hurt the people that do care about the guy. And think about it like this. If you made your presence known now, they can actually confront their father about it. Rather than him having gotten away and people just having a slightly sour remembrance of him. Our next story is, am I the jerk? Habitually tardy friend showed up to the casino two and a half hours late and was ticked. Me and my mates planned a casino outing this past Saturday evening. Three of us drove together. The fourth said he'd meet us there. The plan was to meet at 7pm. The three of us arrived to the casino a little after 7. Fourth friend is not there, so we get some dinner and start gambling. At around 9.30pm, we decided to call it a night. Craps table kicked our butt and go home. Fourth friend still hadn't arrived when we left. As we're driving home, I get a call from Mr. Tardy and he's yelling his butt off about how he's at the casino, and we left without him, etc. I laugh and tell him, tough luck. You were over two and a half hours late. He is still ticked at me and reading me the riot act all day, calling me a crap friend. Some of our friends have taken his side. Important to note, this dude is always late. He has zero respect for others' time. The only reason I might even consider myself being the jerk in this situation is that he did message us before we left, asking if we were still there. I didn't reply to him. With how late he was, I didn't think I owed him a response. So, am I the jerk? Could you have replied to the message? Sure, but I don't think Opie's the jerk here. After two and a half hours of a no-show, you would in no way be the jerk for going home without giving any kind of heads up. If somebody's more than two hours late, you're either worried sick about them or assuming they're probably not coming anyways. Our next story is, am I the jerk for having my brother and sister-in-law stay in our daughter's room when they visit at Thanksgiving? My first time making a post like this. I'll try to keep it brief but descriptive. My husband, 26-year-old male, and I, 26-year-old female, recently bought a house. It's a four-bedroom, three-bath. It's a large house and the bedrooms are decently sized. We have three kids, so each of our kids gets a room. Daughter is eight, oldest son is six, youngest is four. They all share the upstairs bathroom. My husband and I have the master bedroom and bathroom. My brother and his wife, along with their one-year-old son, are visiting for Thanksgiving for two weeks. We told them we would give them our daughter's room as it's the largest and has a queen-sized bed. Our daughter will just sleep in one of our son's rooms. We were planning on making it look really nice in there for them, giving them new sheets and bedding, making sure that all of my daughter's things are put away, etc. Anyway, my mother says that my husband and I are being extremely rude and inconsiderate for not giving them our master bedroom and bathroom. She said it's just not right that they'll have to share the upstairs bathroom with our kids while they're there. I honestly did not think we were being inconsiderate at all. My brother was very happy when I told him they could stay with us because they wouldn't have to pay for a hotel or Airbnb. He didn't seem at all like he minded they would be in our daughter's room. Am I the jerk? Edit, to add a bit more background, my parents and my brother and his family both live across the country. 
My sister and her husband, along with my family, live within 30 minutes from each other. We decided that we were having Thanksgiving here, so my sister's having my parents stay with her. To put it nicely, my sister is a suck-up. Always has been with my mom, so she offered for my parents to stay in their master bedroom, and my sister and her husband will stay in their other bedroom. I feel like that bit of information might be pertinent to this, just because I think my mom is basically implying that my husband and I are not being as accommodating as my sister is towards them. Second edit, my daughter and I talked and she told me she's fine giving up her room for the two weeks. She is so excited to see them and she said it's not a big deal to her. My oldest son has a twin bed in his room and my youngest has a bunk bed in his room for when the boys were together in our old house. I'm giving my brother and sister-in-law our daughter's room since it's largest and has a queen bed. I'm probably going to have my two sons just sleep together with the bunk bed and then put my daughter in the room with the twin bed so she at least has her own space and privacy. Lastly, yes, two weeks is a long time, but my brother and I are very close and we only get to see his family about once a year. It's a sacrifice and of course it can be stressful, but my whole family is so excited for them to be with us. I wanted to say thank you all for the feedback, everybody. I genuinely was worried that I was being inconsiderate or not a good host, so thank you for the resounding not-the-jerk feedback. I think my mother's just being extra delusional and wants to have a say in every single thing that goes on in the family. I'm going to stick to my guns and just tell her that if she's that seriously concerned about it, she could always get them a nice hotel or Airbnb. I'd like to put one final edit out there. I've seen a bunch of comments pop up saying that I'm full of horse crap, as this simply cannot be possible that I'm this young with a house and children. I would like to leave you with this. Anything is possible if you put your mind to it. My husband and I came from broke homes, and I mean broke. We met in high school and, oops, had a child at 18. We didn't make that the end of our life, though. My husband was an apprentice HVAC tech and has been doing it for 10 years. He's now a project manager at a large company. I balanced being a stay-at-home mom with getting my BS in biology with a focus on genetics. I work in a lab at a university currently, and I'm pursuing my master's. We bought our first home before we turned 21. A cute little two-bedroom, sold that this last year and put money on our new home. All that to say, you can break the cycle. Sending my love to all you internet strangers. So throughout all the edits, I think we kind of got the answer we wanted to know. Either way, I think OP was actually very methodical with the room situation and I don't think they're the jerk in any way. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sister she shouldn't come to my wedding if she refuses to wear a bridesmaid dress? Hi. I'm planning a lovely bridesmaid entourage for my wedding consisting of my beautiful sister and cousins. We're all on very good terms. Today I told my sister I thought of navy blue dresses for bridesmaids. I sent her a couple of pics very enthusiastically. I thought it's elegant, matches with the suits and gives a nice pop to the white wedding dress on pics. The response from my sis was instant, you can't be serious, I won't wear that, everyone will hate that. Or is it that you want us all to look like crap? I heard there are weddings where the bride wants to make the bridesmaids look intentionally bad. That's probably your plan. She said her color type is autumn and navy looks the worst on that complexion. My cousins, she said, are also autumn and I'll make them look the worst too. After my heart sank, I started looking for alternate colors on this season's color wheel thing. I sent her a couple of alternatives suggested, different deep blues. She replied that she then doesn't want to be my bridesmaid, but wants to be pretty. 
She would attend all the getting ready with the girls but won't wear the matching dress. I read this happens in bridal parties. There's usually one difficult person. The suggestion is to ask them to step down as bridesmaid. For me, it obviously didn't come to that as my sis stepped down without discussion. Her point of view is that I should care about people feeling good at my wedding and I don't have much empathy. I cried for a bit and then I told my sister honestly that after this, I will have a sad and angry feeling every time I'd look at her in the wedding, in her pretty dress, being satisfied with herself at my expense. And maybe it's best if she's not there then. Am I the jerk? A hundred percent not the jerk. They are trying to dictate how your wedding will go. They should suck it up if they want to be the bridesmaid. If they don't because they don't like the bridesmaid dress or the colors or whatnot, they should be respectful of it, not try to twist things around and make you feel like a jerk for picking a bridesmaid dress or picking a color theme. It probably is for the best that you leave all that drama away. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy am I the jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.